Welcome in, guys, to the Advisor Odyssey podcast. Now, today's episode, we're coming at you with a really how you can best add value to your clients during their annual reviews with you. Now, for most advisors, annual reviews are they're fairly you know monotonous. Sometimes they can be tedious. They're a uh, you know an I must do this versus a, and I want to do this type of situation. So, if this is you, if that's you who's thinking to yourself, I don't really love doing my reviews. You know, a couple clients sure, but they're just really a necessary evil in my business at this point to keep my clients happy. And then, hey, listen to this episode. You're going to be blown away. Stay tuned. This is the Advisor Odyssey audio experience where financial advisors, planners, insurance agents, and brokers will find fresh new ideas and perspectives around what it takes to launch, succeed, scale, and bulletproof their business. All right, guys. So it is my belief that the financial advisors who really make an emphasis to bring value to every single meeting, whether they're a prospect or a client, the advisors who make an effort, a conscious effort to bring value to every single meeting outside of that you know, very first fact-finding meeting, those are the advisors that I believe deserve the clients. If after you know prospect John Smith makes his way through the sales cycle and he becomes a client, Maybe that first year, maybe the first two years are, you know, kind of sunshines and daisies and roses. But if after that, it kind of falls into this monotonous task of annual reviews coming up, we're going to talk through, you know, how things are going. Like if we fall into a rut, then that's where I believe that client deserves better. That's where advisors that I both work with have either lost clients or earned clients because they've been somewhere in that phase. Now, if you're like listening to this podcast and you're thinking, yes, I can relate to this. Like my reviews are not exciting. I don't look forward to them typically, uh, or maybe at all ever. If that's you, then this podcast is, this episode specifically is going to be incredible for you to listen to. So without further ado, let's jump into it. First, I'm going to ask you guys a question here and answer this as honestly as you possibly can to yourself. You don't have to write anything down, but if I asked you to grade your appointments with prospects, how would you give yourself that grade? Would you say, I'm an amazing, I do amazing in meetings. I'd give myself an A. I, you know, I tend to convert a lot of clients. I tend to uncover a lot of problems. I'm good at explaining concepts. I'm gonna give myself an A. Or maybe you give yourself a B or a C. Like most of you though, I would expect you'd probably give yourself an A or a B. But if I ask you that same question, how would you grade your appointments during your client's annual reviews. You might think to yourself, it's an A grade. I give myself an A, my clients love me. But the reality is that's not the, the actual meeting itself. That's not the value side of it. That's just the relationship side. You know, my, uh, there, there's people close to me in my life who work with financial advisors on a pretty consistent basis of all different ages. And they always talk about like the relationship side. The relationship with their advisor is ideal. It's great. They love their team, their staff. And that is all incredible. And you want to have that experience. You should be seeking that. But I love asking them questions like, what did you guys implement last time? Or, you know, what did you guys talk through last time? What the common trend is, and this did not matter the age gap, by the way. That was interesting. And we're talking as young as 23 years old, straight out of college, to as old as 88 years old. The common thread was, there was nothing new or different that was talked about in theory that would add value or enhance the value. 
It was always, here's where we are, here's what we're doing, here's where we want to go. But it was never, here's a new route or a new idea or a new path. So again, I challenge you. You meet with prospects, you propose these ideas, you analyze their plans so in depth and you think about, we could do you know XYZ with this, we could do you know ABC with this. But after they become a client, don't fall into that rut. Don't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. So be honest with yourself. For your annual reviews, how would you grade yourself? Now, in most cases, the client comes in and they sit down with you. And I'm guessing you would give them some sort of statement or a printout or a, a projection of sorts that basically shows them, here's how we did over the past year or nine months, whatever it is. Here's a lot of the good. Maybe here's a little bit of the bad. But ultimately, that's the extent of the financial conversation. And instead, it then moves to the chit-chat, the small talk, how are your kids, your grandkids. Uh, it's, you know, we're excited to see you at our upcoming event, and we'll see you next time. And while, again, that maintains relationships, that doesn't continuously add value. So if you knew that an advisor did that, and think to yourself if you were a client, if every time you met with your, you know, I don't know, think of uh, your doctor. If every time you met with your doctor, they just reviewed your health and said, you're all good, thumbs up. And they never actually gave you proactive, like, you know, blood pressure is good. But instead they say, next year, here's our goal for this. Here's some easy ways you can, you know, uh, better your blood pressure levels, right? And I'm making that up. But the point is, they should be always providing value. And you as the advisor should be doing this too. Now, if when you meet with your clients and you can relate to that story of, you sit down, chit chat, talk a little bit about performance, but that's really it then I would challenge you to consistently find ways that you can add value to that client's life, whether it's financially related or not, find a way to add value proactively. Don't expect them to ask you for help. Go in and actually ask to provide value. Or, or actually, don't even ask. Just do it. Let them tell you, no thank you, no thank you. The client review should be an opportunity to institute something new that will be of value to the client and to their plan. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. It's an opportunity for both you and for the client. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, like, these annual reviews, like, why would I be wanting to change the plans after they become a client? Or you know, really, how much are we going to deviate from this? Like, and, and quite frankly, I've heard some advisors say things like, my goal isn't to keep the relationship as much as it is to earn a relationship on the front end. My team's goal is to keep it. For some of you, that's like obvious, like, yep, that's it. That's how it works. For some, that might be cringeworthy. But ultimately, again, it's who's providing value to your clients. And if it's not you, then they're not going to be your clients for long. So some easy ideas to get around that, by the way, stop calling them annual reviews. That's that's one thing I've, all the advisors that I work with, my team works with, we've started telling them it's probably a good idea to start pivoting away from the term annual review and start pivoting into something like a, oh, a strategy session. This is our year-end or annual strategy session. Just the actual verbiage itself changes things. Annual review, annual being obviously you know yearly, but the review itself is it discusses past tense. Review is of the past tense, whereas strategy session implies present-day future, like future tense. That little tweak can change things, both for you and for your clients. So. Um, calling in a strategy planning session or something maybe specific to your firm. Again, if you've got a trademark or branded process or a deliverable or a, a motto, a message, a mantra, whatever it is, if you've got something unique to you that you advertise and market with, then find a way to weave that into it. You know, um, 
for advisors, you might have a, you know, your, your retirement plan is like a, oh, a financial compass or a retirement compass. Like maybe it's related to directions, you know? So maybe this is just an opportunity for us to reassess our compass or a chance for us to, you know, to, to check our map, to check our, our charters or our trip, like find a way to weave something fun into that. But again, be proactive with it. Make sure you guys, if you haven't yet, please take a minute and check out the link in the description here to subscribe to my weekly newsletter called The Weekly Voyage, where we are featuring, uh, we're highlighting an article that just came out the week prior. We're featuring the podcast episode if you haven't seen it yet. Plus, we're sharing a multiple of two, three, sometimes four brand new ideas that have not yet been shared that can only help you grow your business and build the practice of your dreams. Now again, the link is in the description. It is called the Weekly Voyage Newsletter and it is on LinkedIn and through LinkedIn's newsletter platform. Now, here's a couple, like uh, I put together a short list of ideas that you can use to include in your meetings moving forward to find ways to add value. And you're not gonna wanna do each of these with every person. You'll know your clients theoretically and know which one's gonna be more relevant to them and which one won't be. And some of these might not be relevant to you at all. But again, this is just a short list of different ideas that you can add to your annual reviews to create a catalyst for the expansion of conversations around proactivity versus reactive discussions. Some good ones are uh, long-term care coverage reviews. That's one thing a lot of advisors I've noticed, they tend to, they see clients or you know, maybe they put the clients in the position themselves, or maybe they, when the client joined their firm, they already had it, but a long-term care plan. Long-term care is a constant discussion. After COVID, it became an even bigger discussion. Proactively say, today I wanna focus 30 minutes on reviewing all of our coverage options for long-term care. Another opportunity is existing annuity or life insurance policy reviews. Okay, long-term care can kind of fall into this mix too, but many of you, uh, you might sell annuities, you might not, you might sell life insurance, you might not. But odds are a lot of your clients, whether it was when they joined your firm or afterwards, they have you know one of those uh, in their portfolio, uh, an annuity, whether it's a fixed annuity, an index annuity, a variable annuity, a, uh, you know, a RILA of sense, or maybe they've got that life insurance, whether it's permanent, term, they've probably got it in their portfolio, but they bought it a long time ago, and how often are you actually reviewing it? See, a lot of advisors, especially if they're uh, securities licensed, they're fee-based, they they earn their money on just managing the assets. And, and that's where I said, again, hopefully the management itself is proactive and not just set it and forget it, but they earn their money that way. And so when you have an annuity, for example, if you're not managing that annuity, if you're not the advisor who initially sold the annuity, or if you're not the advisor who maybe is collecting like the residual compensation on that annuity, there's really no benefit to, to you as an individual monetarily to stay on top of that. Now, ethically, obviously we should, we, we're not gonna get in that conversation, but if your clients have annuities, they have life insurance in place, you know, a transactional type sale, there's a good chance that when they bought that thing, you know, maybe it was a year ago or 10 years ago, their situation's changed. Life comes at you fast. They might not need it now. They might have, you know, a common example that I see all the time and it, it just happened not too long ago. It, uh, an advisor of mine was interacting with the client of his, it's a newer client, been with him like two, three years, but they had purchased an annuity like 10 years ago from a, an annuity like salesperson, stri like strictly annuity salesperson. And annuities are not bad, by the way, I wanna be clear on that, but they bought it from them and the advisor is like, well, that money's locked up, oh well, and he moved on. And he's been handling and managing that relationship, but it dawned on him like, there's opportunity here to replace this annuity 
Uh, and in his sense, it was uh, it had an income rider on it. So he just started the income, triggered the income, even though the client didn't need it. They were paying the fees. Uh, it was a variable annuity. They were paying the fees on this annuity uh, for the income rider as well, and they didn't need the income. So instead of le letting it sit there, he turned on the income, and then he started funneling that income into life insurance. So he two birds, one stone, knocked that out because that client also had a poor life insurance policy from that same uh, previous advisor. So again, just an idea. Um, taxes themselves is a great conversation starter. When's the last time you proactively offered some of your top clients to, if you don't already do their taxes now, to pay for their taxes? Hey, John, hey, Susie, you guys are amazing clients of mine. I want to do something special for you this year and just, I want to pay for you to get your taxes done professionally. And uh, because you're such an amazing client of mine, I, I'm willing to do that for a friend of yours as well. Especially if they're in a similar situation, I know your taxes can be really difficult, can be tough to manage sometimes, and they can probably become pretty costly. I want to cover that for you. That's an opportunity right there to be a value, potentially pick up a couple of referrals. Um, another good way to look at it is through things like qualified charitable distributions, uh, you know, trust work. Those are things that a lot of accountants and CPAs don't really dig into, but that's areas where financial advisors should be digging into. Um, is there an opportunity for you to connect them with an estate planning attorney or something like that uh, who you're close to in your network? Where you can say, hey, you're a client of mine, I'm gonna cover the cost of this. You need an updated will, I'm gonna have you sit down with them and discuss it. These are all opportunities. Like invite them to client events or ask them about feedback on client events you know they came to. If you know they attended your holiday party, ask them like legitimate candid feedback. Let them know how special they are to you. Hey John, hey Susie, you were one of the first clients that I ever started working with. And you've always come to my holiday parties and I'm always trying to do something special for my clients on this. So your opinion is very, like, very important to me. I'd like to ask you for like sincere, candid feedback on that event. Did you enjoy it? Did you not? Were there areas we can improve, get better at? What would you like to see next year? Like those conversations. Um, there's opportunities for you to collect testimonials and reviews too. Like there's so much opportunity for client reviews that so many advisors just skip over because they think that they just should be having it. We focus so much on finding the new thing, the new hunt, which advisors are for the most part salespeople at their core, so they want the hunt naturally. They don't pay as much attention to the actual management of the relationship, but it's in the relationship management piece of it. Your team might be great, but you were the reason why they joined your firm, more than likely. You need to be pivotal, you need to be critical in that relationship and be involved. What's up, guys? If you're enjoying all this great content, be sure to check out our other content platforms for more and different types of content all around ways that you can become a better advisor. Things like marketing, sales process development, client experience. Maybe it's managing your team and your advisors better. Lead, like whatever it is, be sure to check out our social media profiles. You can find us at Advisor Odyssey across most every single platform that you're likely using. If you're looking for some more in-depth written out articles and blog posts, you can find that both on Medium by searching again at Advisor Odyssey and then also on LinkedIn on my personal page, Daniel Hodajak. It's on these social media platforms where you can send in your questions, your feedback, your thoughts, and then I will then take that formulate it and I will try to create, maybe it's an entire podcast episode, another post that's specifically designed to help you answer the question that you are sending in. Again, that can be a direct message, it can be an email. Whatever it is, feel free, ask the question, I'll give you my best insight, and then hopefully it can make a huge difference in your business. Anyways guys, let's get back to the episode. If you don't have the bandwidth in your business to be able to provide those additional services, then consider either hiring someone who can come in and provide that value or 
entering into actual formal agreements with outside businesses that are in that area, like I mentioned the taxes, enter into a formal agreement with a, a, a CPA or a tax planner. Like get into those conversations and make an exclusive relationship. Like start building it. And you can add services and resources and value to your business, even though it's not in-house, you can add that into your mix of, of offering, basically your value prop and your clients reap the rewards. And it makes you look like an, an all-star. On another note though, a general guideline, like in, I mean, it's a, it's a general business guideline, I suppose, but in the advisory business, you've got, you know, 80% of your revenue for the most part will come from about 20% of your clients. That could vary, it could be, you know, 25, 30% of your clients, or it could be five, 10, 15%. But that's a general guideline, 80, 20. And I'm sure you've heard that before. But if, again, bandwidth is an issue or a concern, then only offer like proactive value, uh, you know, resources, services, ideas, et cetera, to your top 20% or to your A plus clients if you've got them labeled. Start small. But again, it's that added offering, that added hey, I have an idea, or hey, I think we should look over this. When you do that, you will position yourself in such a great way for your clients. So again, a couple like closing thoughts here. There's three things that I challenge you to do moving forward. The first of which is simply change your mindset about annual reviews and begin to think of every review meeting as a strategy session with your client and really an opportunity to enhance their plan they already have with you. It's an opportunity to earn more business. It's an opportunity to earn more referrals. It's an opportunity for you to grow your business. And all while trying to do that, you will better your relationships with your clients anyways. There is no losing scenario here. The second thing I challenge you to do is to figure out how many clients make up 70% of your revenue. And think of it as client households too, if it's a, if it's a spouse kind of couple. If your bottom line was or I should, I'm sorry, if your revenue was a million dollars, right? How many clients made up that $700,000 of revenue? Okay, and start at the obviously the highest per client uh, revenue and then go down to the lowest. The third thing I challenge you to do is to decide on one or two added services that you could layer into your annual reviews to provide an enhanced annual review experience for those clients. Maybe that is taxes. Maybe you, you understand taxes enough or you've got a good friend or a buddy of yours who does taxes all the time. Have them be a part of those conversations. Maybe it is life insurance and annuity audits and reviews. Build that into it. Like find something that you can build into it. Even like real estate. If you happen to, you know, you're a small business owner, right? If you understand how to handle like a lot of uh, like property and, you know, management of teams, like, Add that into it. it. Like if you've got a business owner client, even though you're their, their financial advisor, offer them some time to sit down and talk about, hey, here's how I manage my team. Here's how I pay my team. Here's my team's benefits, their salary. That's value. Like that is value. Learning from someone who's obviously successful at what they do is an opportunity for you to grow in your own practice. And in your client's eyes, it's an opportunity for them to maybe get better. So again, those are the three things I challenge you to do. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, look at your annual reviews differently. They're opportunities to enhance the client experience, but also to grow your practice. Do not just fall into the rut of, here it is again, it's another year, another meeting, another review. 
Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed the Advisor Odyssey audio experience. Connect with us on your favorite social media platforms at Advisor Odyssey. You can find our full-length educational videos to watch on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out all our articles and publications on medium.com forward slash Advisor Odyssey. The Advisor Odyssey podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The contents and opinions shared, expressed, or otherwise alluded to on the Advisor Odyssey podcast and audio experience are solely ideas not to be depicted as tax, legal, or investment advice. Results from the use of these concepts may not be representative of the experience of all financial professionals and are no guarantee of future success. Your results may vary. The Advisor Odyssey and its affiliated members are not to be held liable or responsible for any lawful recourse or punishment invoked upon the individual or accompanying business partners or team members. Federal law, state law, and or insurance carrier requirements may prohibit or place limitations on any of the ideas and activities expressed. All advisors, planners, wholesalers, affiliated reps, and investment advisors should be aware of any limitations imposed by federal regulation, state regulation, insurance carriers, broker-dealers, and registered investment advisors as applicable. Investment advisors are strongly encouraged to obtain pre-approval from the broker-dealer, registered investment advisor, insurance company, or similar institution with which they may be affiliated.